Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 16th of August, 2023. We forget how the Old Northwest Territories and the scattered forts played in the Revolutionary War and again in the War of 1812. On this day in 1812, Fort Detroit was surrendered by U.S. General William Hull without a fight. Hull was a distinguished Revolutionary War veteran and was the governor of the Michigan Territory at the time. There were a couple of factors that caused him to act in a manner that seemed like weakness or even treason. The British were recruiting the local Indians to side with them in the resistance to the U.S. It was not the Indians liked the British more, but a case of the enemy of my enemy might be my friend. At least they had a common goal. The British had gotten word of the recently declared war before Hull had. For his actions, Hull was tried for cowardice and neglect of duty and ordered to be shot. President Madison issued a pardon to the 61-year-old general. Our current political condition is certainly dire, and we are forging into new grounds on a couple of fronts. But do not think for a single moment that we are in completely new territory. Actually, violent demonstrations, hotly contested elections, and calls for election manipulation are not new. It might be a fair statement to say as many have been angrily close than have been a clear winner. In 1841, President Tyler vetoes a bill to establish a national bank, a very debated topic in the first century of the country, but a bit of history. Tyler was the first vice president to become president when the elected president, William Henry Harrison, died just 31 days into office quite parallel to Roosevelt Truman. And as with Truman, Tyler had his detractors. Some even called him his accidency. In the decade prior, the political landscape had for a short period settled into a single political party. But those will not last, and the super party soon splintered. Tyler had leaned one way, but when the Whigs began to coalesce, he found himself on their ticket. On this day in 1841, the members of his own party riot on the White House grounds in what may be the most violent demonstration on the grounds in history. And you thought it was January 6th. It would be nice if there were more often three sides to a debate, but things routinely diss down to an up or down vote, and folks have to rally around one side or the other. Yes, there are folks who would like to take supposed high ground, and claim both choices are bad, and I will sit out. But while it seems noble, it in fact is enabling the weaker of the two arguments. Our government was founded by some very brilliant men who took a blank sheet of paper and with great intent and debate designed what they felt was the best chance to provide individual liberty and personal opportunity, not just for an elite class of lords and landowners like England, but for all levels of society. It can be argued they were largely successful, and the experiment worked very well for 200 years. However, in the past few elections, we're seeing great disdain for America and the idea she was built on, and a hard push towards the idea that government will provide not liberty and general protection, but sustenance. 
We are not the bastion of virtue and liberty we once were, but another banana republic with corrupt leaders who promise greatly if only we will grant them rule over our lives. The exact thing that makes much of the world a horrid place to live, namely Marxist theories. Hillary was on the news last night screeching that she was right six years ago about what Trump was doing. That, folks, is what graciously might be called political posturing. But here in flyover country, the most polite term we can apply is verbal manure. The only way she can get by with continuing to tout that now-disclaimed Russian dossier is a willing leftist media. Ask yourself what is the motivation to prosecute Mr. Trump on his actions or comments concerning the 2020 election. Despite the rhetoric, which is waist-deep in Washington, he left the White House and Joe Biden moved in. Should we criminally went after Al Gore? He contested an election he lost. And there is no end to quotes of folks on the left calling for violence if they don't get their way. Let's be perfectly clear. The current administration could end this in a moment. But the president, or more likely his handlers, do not want Donald J. Trump to be a candidate. They do not want any talk or action to drain the swamp. That is the essence of the matter. President James Buchanan inaugurates a new transatlantic telegraph in 1858. It was an expensive and noble effort, but the cable is shut down in a few short weeks due to its poor transmission quality. Three prospectors discover gold near the Klondike River a few miles south of the town of Dawson, Yukon Territory. It's the late summer of 1896. At the time, Dawson boasts 500 residents. It will take most of the year before the news gets out and new folks can get into the region. By the second year, Dawson has grown to 30,000 people. The area around Dawson is still a major gold-producing area. The tourist website for Dawson City still plays heavily to the mining history and current workings. The original claim is one of the sites they highlight and is about 12 miles south-southeast of the city. It's also in the immediate region that the discovery program Gold Rush is largely based. The Dole family was from Massachusetts. James Dole had an agricultural degree from Harvard, and a cousin who was governor of the island encouraged him to move there. After a process, the 23-year-old Dole settled on growing pineapples about the year 1900. In 1927, Dole was doing quite well, and offers a prize of almost $500,000 in today's terms to the first pilot to fly from Oakland, California to Honolulu, and one-fourth that amount to the second. Eighteen crafts sign up, but the whole affair looked like the cartoon series The Wacky Racers. Of the 18 craft that entered, several crashed before the race and three were killed. On this day, eight aircraft had passed the qualifications and lined up to take off. Four could not get off the ground or had to return quickly with mechanical issues. One crashed on takeoff. Of the four remaining craft, two were lost at sea during the race, leaving just two that arrived in Hawaii. The first in 26 hours and 17 minutes. They had less than a quart of fuel remaining. The second craft was flying by dead reckoning and almost missed the islands. 
When they were able to determine their position, they were 200 miles north. They arrived two hours after the first. 1929, almost two decades before there was a nation of Israel, Jews and Arabs are fighting in the British-controlled area. 249 are killed between the two sides in six days of fighting. Ub Iwerks was a close friend and co-creator with Walt Disney. Some accounts give him the more credit for the look of Mickey Mouse. In 1930, he and Walt are on the outs, and he independently produces and releases the first color sound cartoon. A six-minute, 12-second-long story of a frog named Flip, and the cartoon is called Fiddlesticks. There is no dialogue. Flip dances to the music for the first half and then takes the stage playing piano, while a mouse in red shorts and white gloves plays the violin. Iwerks will patch things up with Disney and return in 1940. The first issue of Sports Illustrated is published in 1954. Like most magazines that were once popular are suffering in the digital age. Today, most folks have copious access to televised games and most know the stories in near real time. The idea of a weekly or monthly magazine is not relevant today, except for very in-depth stories. A couple of Vietnam War events on this day, both quite early. In 1964, there's a coup. The leader who had come into power in a coup three months earlier is replaced. I will not reignite my earlier discourse, but America has a rather long history of stable transitions in power. Two years later, the House Committee on Un-American Activities is looking into Americans who have aided the Viet Cong. Hanoi Jane, also known as actress Jane Fonda, did not go to North Vietnam until 1972. Did you know that Fonda, actors Donald Sutherland, Elliot Gould, Peter Bowl, and a few others conducted a show to the troops near bases in the States and around the Pacific Rim in 1971? Reviews called it low on humor and heavy in tone. It was called the FTA Tour for Free the Army. They tried to get officials to let them perform on base, but that did not happen. 2008, the Trump Tower in Chicago tops out at 1,389 feet, making it the world's highest residence above the ground. Three years ago, Northern California is ablaze with the August Complex fire. A group of four smaller lightning-caused fires, some in the group will burn together into a single large one. That's history and comment for the 16th day of August. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.